The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to Sister Speak. Um, today you're joined with me, Lamisa. We've got me, Mariam. Aisha. Me, Fadeen. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about our main topic, which is surrounding bringing our ideas into reality. And we're very lucky because we have a very special guest, as you just heard. We're joined today by Dr. Aisha Inga, who's a junior doctor and the founder and CEO of Muslima, the first Islamic app dedicated for Muslim women. Um, so yeah, since creating the app, Aisha's won the Idea Factory competitions, shortlisted for the Islam Channel Technology Award, and even presented Muslima to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Um, so last month, she also won Young Businesswoman of the Year at the Severa Women in Business Awards. Thank you very much, Dr. Aisha, for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. How are you feeling to be on today's show? I'm so excited. I love sort of talking with other sisters. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's just it just was like a regular sort of Friday evening. <laughs> we love that. We love that. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to have a really great show today, um, talking about the Muslim app and talking about your journey um, in terms of bringing that into fruition. Um, so yeah, just for anyone who is new to our show and listening for the first time, Mariam, do you want to let everyone know what our show is about? Yeah, so if you want to join in the conversation and contribute with your thoughts, you can call us on 01582481822 or you can WhatsApp us at 0779481822. We are also st- uh, streaming live on Facebook at Inspire FM, and you can share your thoughts at Sister Speak on Instagram. Um, what's the show about? Oh, um, <laughs> so the show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues. Um, we talk about a variety of things, for example, identity and politics. Yep. We want to know that all opinions and views are own and we respect all other opposing views. Exactly. Um, thank you for that. And so, like Mariam said, we have all our contact information. So please do get in contact if you want to share your thoughts with us. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to now move on to the first segment of our show, which is called Thought for the Week. So this is where we essentially share a thought for the week. <laughs> so who wants to go first? She, she does that. She's <laughs> <doing that. laughs> so yeah, so uh, my thought of the week is about the Margala because I genuinely really enjoyed that. So for those who mm-hmm. don't know, Ma is an organization that helps to create uh, change in countries that have... Um, they don't have enough aid for Muslim, for not Muslim, for, for women to have maternity care, and this was the, kind of my first involvement with Majid because of Lemisa. Um, and when I went to the gala, and when they were talking about all the projects that different universities um, were doing, so they essentially raised funds for these projects. One of the things that one of the the I think the CEO. Uh, Akil, Akil Chaudhry, I think that's his name. One of the things that he said that really stood out to me is that he wants to envision his organization to be in a space where or a place where that it no longer needs to exist so what ma does is creates projects in uh, impoverished countries where there isn't education around female um uh like the female cycle so the menstrual cycle or there's no education about how women should um when they become pregnant how they should take care of themselves um and essentially what my sees could do is to create aid and give education at the same time so for me when i was watching all these videos and when they were uh, talking about the organization that's something that really touched me because usually when we think about charity we just think about the surface level however this organization seemed very intentional because it's seeking to break the cycles but to educate people so the longevity of this organization is something that i feel is really important mm. um and the fact that he said that you know he wants ma not to exist anymore 
that's something that I think that I've never heard anyone say something like that, especially of someone that's creating an organisation. I feel like it's become more commercial, which charity is the best, uh, which charity has the biggest brand. Mm. However, the intentions of my seems to be really grass, uh, grassroots in terms of how it wants to genuinely impact people. So that's kind of my thought of the week this mm. week. What a lovely thought for the week. And I think everything that you said is, is so true in terms of the way that Mar goes about handling the issue that they've decided to tackle, uh, sustainability-wise as well, and obviously the words of the founder, Akil Jagrita. I think yes. this is And um, just the Ma acronym is mental aid, uh, maternity... Maternal Aid Association. Yeah, Maternal yeah. Aid Association. So if anyone wants to search it up. Please do. Yeah. Thank you for that, Mariam. Um, we're going to move on to uh, Aisha now. What's You're putting you? me on the spot. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming it's something that's touched you um, recently, I imagine. So it's not morbid or anything. I mean, it's... So there's a girl who... Um, she's 28 years old and she is a friend of friend and she recently passed away mm-hmm. and i had heard that she was unwell and my friend would always say just keep to hear in your duas and um so i knew she was sick i think we, we knew it was cancer we just didn't know what type it was and we would never my friend would never ask her mm-hmm. and um then my out of the blue one um one morning i think it was friday morning my friend message said can you keep my friend um, um, in Yodwaz, she passed away yesterday, and I had I was having such a hectic week. I mean, I told you that I was pretty much locoming and yep. I was working. I think two weeks flat, and I remember that just hit me. And I think I was just a good. It, it was just a reminder of we're so focused and you know about the next day and this mm. life. And she, I mean, she's twenty eight. That's that's, n- that's nothing. I think we always think of death as something to be um, something in the future. It only happens to old people, and especially mm-hmm. when I'm working in the hospital. Um, that's what I mostly tend to see. So that, for me, was a you know, big... For me and my friend, both, it was just a big sort of wake-up call, and life just um, um, just flies by. And, yeah. you know, before you know it, it's the day you're... It's, it's the day where you have to return to your creator. And um, it was... Yeah, it was just... It was... I, I kind of, I, mean, I don't even know her, and I, I just remember saying to my friend, um, does she have a page where I can donate, um, you know, mm. for her, um, you know, so inshallah it will benefit from the hereafter. And there is, um, they've set up a Go Funding, or Just Giving page. Mm. I think her name's Tahir Mahmood, if anybody wants to um, donate on her behalf. Um, and, and I think I just thought about what, you know, what am I doing for my Akira? And I think for all of us, we all sort of realised, it was sort of a wake-up call that we all need to become better Muslim because, you know, that day's going to come, whether we like mm. it or not. And my friend did see her um, her body and she said, she because I felt at peace because she looked at peace and there was no coming mm. up from her face. And I just thought she's so lucky in a way because if, if we are all going to go one day and we would want to go in such a sort of, in a good sort of state. Um, mm. And so that was... That's that's something that's been on my mind okay. recently. Yeah, it's a very important thought for the week because, like you said, we are always so busy and we're always so mm-hmm. fixated on the next thing or the next day or the next moment. We never take a minute to kind of sit and pause and think. Actually, what am I doing? What's the purpose? Um, and for all of us, we know what our purpose is, but it's 
it's easy to forget so easy to forget um so yeah, yeah. and it's something that we we try and talk about quite often is trying to be present in the moment but it's so hard yeah. to do in reality talking about our thoughts for the week and how important it is to um actually be present in the moment and think about what we're doing with our time um Farine, you had a thought for the week in line with that Yes, so um, I actually shared a really deep thought of the week, which I think is really important to reflect on. And I was thinking about the same thing and kind of how we prioritize. I feel like sometimes we prioritize the wrong things. So when you pass away, it doesn't matter how many cars you had, how many properties you have. What really matters is how people are going to remember you mm-hmm. and your character. And you'd, I wouldn't want to be remembered for I have i don't know 15 properties i want to remember for she was such a great person she was really nice she used to help everyone so i think we should prioritize um it's, it's okay if you have 15 cars you know you're living a comfortable <laughs> life <laughs> but it's also really important to, you know big i feel like be humble about it and really think that you what you what do you want to be remembered for after you pass away so that's my thought of the week definitely just important words all around to hear i feel like it's something that i needed to hear recently i feel like i've been so like just you know going for something and trying to just focus on that one thing um so yeah it's important that we think about the little deeds that we do every single day and what Mm. the impact that they're having um so yeah thank you guys for your thoughts for the week um what should my thoughts for the week be (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I feel like um, just, I guess, along the lines of what you guys are saying, trying to um, think about the people that you have around your life and trying to make time for them um, and trying to be nicer to them, I guess. Sometimes I feel like the closest people we we are the most indifferent to when really it should be the other way around um exactly so i feel like you know your parents your siblings your friends your really close friends try and you know try and think about them try and make time for them try and be nice to them (laughs) i guess that's my thought for the week um I sorry, I feel like because we're so close to them, we kind of forget that, you yeah. know, they can leave anyway. Like with siblings that we were talking about the other day, with my sister actually, that there's no there's no filter between us. Yeah. Just, there's no barrier that, oh, I have to be the center. You'd like the real you with them, mm. and you kind of forget how close you really are. Mm, very mm. true. Very Especially true. this is important in the lead up to Ramadan. 100%. Um, yeah. Because I think all of the thought of the weeks today has really kind of made me think, we don't even know if we're going to live until Ramadan. Yeah. So many people think, oh, we're so excited for Ramadan, but we don't even know if we're going to live. Yeah. So we have to kind of make those changes now and here and today. Very true. Very true. Thank you guys for your thoughts for the week. Um, a lot to think about, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mariam, um, you have some yes. information to share. So with. I wanted to share about um, this research that's taking place by the Muslims, Muslim Researchers Network. Um, they're launching a study into representation of Muslims in higher education, and they'd like to hear from as many Muslim students and alumni as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I wanted to speak about that, because um, as you may have known, that with Muslim Census, they, uh, they also launched a, s- a study on the Muslim... Um, uh, alternative for student finance so that has been retracted and for that for that reason I think the Muslim Research Network is trying to gather an alternative sort of amount of data in terms of how representation works in higher education so we will be putting it um, on us in our Instagram um, the link but I really mm-hmm. would urge everyone to um, fill up that form so if you're a, if you are a student or you are alumni please do mm-hmm. um, especially as someone who used to work in higher education I think it's really important to have this data because when you are if affecting change you have to be able to inform policy through data but if we don't have a variety of sources it's really difficult for us to pitch that so please yeah. please do check out Instagram at Sister Speak or go to the Muslim Researchers Network on all the socials they have the link there yeah great way to bring about the change that we want to see right um, mm-hmm. great stuff 
Okay, we're now going to move on to our hot topic. And this week we are going through some freshly grounded cards again. <laughs> <laughs> they're really so, yeah. fun cards, you know. They actually fun. make you, they're so deep. They're going to make you reflect a lot, Aisha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a little prompt already. Okay, so the first question I want to start off with a bit more of a lighthearted one. Um, in terms of minimalism, what do you guys think about minimalism and how do you think that you can be more of a minimalist or do you need to be more of a minimalist? Mm. I want to go first. Should I go first? Go first. I think, I think for me, minimalism, I think there's extremes. I think there should, as, as a Muslim, we should always think about how we can have a balanced approach to things. Mm. So I feel that Whilst minimalism is a good thing, I think there's a dichotomy that's kind of presented in our culture. So thinking about having the absolute bare minimum is seen as good, whereas we can live a comfortable life and that's completely okay. That's nothing wrong with that in Islam. Mm. So for me, I think it's about striking a balance and being minimalistic in a way in a way that you're not at ransom to your desires okay. that you're living comfortably but you're not dictated by your desires so that's kind of my approach yeah. and i feel like we can have so great examples from our stories of the prophet oh, okay. um, and all the other kind of great stories from the quran that you can study mm, to help implement that yeah absolutely what do you guys think i i echo what you said um mariam but so i um i've always i've, I've always been sort of taught to live within your means mm. and there's nothing wrong in indulging yourself especially if you've worked hard and it could be good sort of motivation mm. as well if you're um, achieving um if you want to go for a goal and you aim and you achieve it so i i mean just as an example i like for most of my f1 i was i was broke i was i was so <laughs> bad i was i was but i was renting and as we know now how much you know junior doctors um earn um I was, yeah, I was most of the time I was broke and I was having to give money to my family for whatever reason. And then at the end of F1, it was a tough year. You know, you're fresh out of medical school and you're having to um, handle the responsibility of looking after patients and mm. real lives. And so at the end of it, I sort of treated myself, indulged myself by buying Louboutins, which made no sense to anyone because they're like, you're always broke. But it was Clara payment, three payments. <laughs> so it was fine. I managed to, you know, um, it was, okay. but it was, it's definitely live within your means. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, in certain things like deco- like furniture and furnishing, I prefer minimalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's sort of, you know, clear, sort of clear space, clear mind. Mm. But um I I wouldn't I agree with what you're saying. Even like for example in the Prophet's time, um I can't remember which Sahaba it was, but he would I think it was Umar Radal Anha Uthman, I can't remember. Um but he would wear a new garment every day and donate to charity. But that's within his means. Mm. Um but you know I know the Prophet would um would just have dates or they would, you know, starve sometimes. Um so I think it's it, it's it's similar to what you've just said. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think with my approach would be, uh, coming from such a big family, you always kind of have to um, adhere to your needs. So mm. everything that you need, my parents used to give it to me because there's so many siblings, mm. and obviously I'm not working. I'm I'm working as a part-time thing, but all the money that I get is for the little things that you need in college life. So yeah. going out with your friends, stuff like that. So I I do have all the things that I need. I don't think I need anything else. And I would mm. say that I'm not a materialistic person, and I don't I th- I can have little simple things. Just 
go by life simply simply <laughs> you <Yeah>. love it <laughs> yeah i think it's it's good it's it's thinking about when you want to indulge when it's worth it for you i guess mm. in that point um and also not not being a slave to your desires and kind of striking the balance mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. that i think for me it's about experiences so that's what i like to indulge in oh, okay yeah. let's let's talk about everything that we like to what's our one thing that we like to splurge on yeah i think experiences oh, so g- having a good experience or so maybe traveling or going to do something new or even if it's not something new just to experience something with someone i feel mm-hmm. that is something value for money because because it's experience i will remember mm. as opposed to having something that's really material i don't know it doesn't personally it doesn't make me that happy because i'll yeah. get over it very quickly yeah. whereas if i had experience i would think oh that's a really good memory okay for me. cool yeah i, I think i agree with different. mariam because you spend money <laughs> yeah but it's not something that because imagine you buy a jeans then they're gonna obviously we talk about fast fashion <laughs> then you're gonna know gonna have them but the experience is gonna be in your memories forever but with the money that i have i do like to buy clothes i know i said i'm not materialistic but there's <laughs> one thing <laughs> if i had a lot of things and that's the thing i would spend my my money because i just i want to have a new outfit every day but obviously mm. and i said i'm not materialistic it's a bit ironic it's, a, it's okay it's, it's the, the one thing, thing. It's, it's the, the one, one thing. thing okay i think bits of both for me um i like creating memories mm. um I, I never used to be the person who used to take f- photos and mm. things mm. and then now i do insist on it because you look back and you just think you yeah. know you had such a fun time and mm-hmm. i think when um when so w- my sister did d- dentistry abroad in bulgaria and when she graduated we all i was we were trying to get as many family members as we, as we can to go mm-hmm. as a last trip i'd been in bulgaria i think 10 11 times yeah. and because of her and yeah, there was yeah. no reason to go after that and we all went and we just looked look back at it and go oh we had such fun and yeah. look at the fo- i mean we're looking at the photos for no reason <laughs> a year later but we're just like it wasn't that so much fun and yeah. Just, yeah, so I think the same. But then sometimes it's, you know, it makes a difference if you have a nice laptop or if you have mm. a good uh, phone or, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it depends. But it's not yeah. one particular thing. It, like, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. no. Yeah. Mine's the same, I think. I, I haven't had the chance to splurge yet, but when the day comes. <laughs> when the day comes, inshallah. At the end of every month, we're just making a little list. A little list, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, okay, great stuff. That was that question. Um, I'm going to move on to one of the main questions, actually, that I want to ask. When was the last time you dared to do something great? I think that was quite a deep question. We just went from splurging to like, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is interesting. Have we also have we done anything great? That's something that we like. Got well, off, I can say for you, Mar- you did that Mar thing, so. Yeah, that was great. I don't, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I'm trying, inshallah. But you raised money, mm. and I feel like it's such a good cause. I appreciate I've just that. said it for you now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but, yeah. I think, well, I don't know, because I feel like with this question, like, have you? when was the last time you dared to do something great? It's always quite difficult for us to think about evaluating ourselves and think about what we've done is great. Because I feel like we're intrinsically made to feel like we can't talk about our yeah i think yeah we doubt ourselves a lot and we think something that's great to you might not be great to me Mm. that's the thing Mm. so it's what you see as great Mm. does the question mean i dare myself to do this Mm. when have you when have you done done something like challenge yourself i guess to do something that so what's the exact question like the wording yeah when was the last time you dared to do something great up to interpretation to you i i interpret it as when was the last time you said to yourself, I'm going to do this? Yeah. And you feel fear. That's when mm. I think of it as. So that was, 
in the way he actually I was like you know what really? I'm gonna make the most of my every year I was tired like last week I was like I can't be bothered I'm gonna use my every year to sleep but on the way here I don't know if you actually inspired me uh, <laughs> but, um, but I was like that is it I'm gonna make um you know the most of my every year I don't I personally don't like saying my plans out loud yeah, um I like I work to the noise yeah um so i yeah but when you when i say something and i think oh my god how am i going to get there and this is the same with when i first created muslim i had i didn't even know who made apps and Mm. stuff but but i felt that like thing of oh my god how am i going to get there Mm. um but i know deep down i will and you have that fear of it's not straightforward it's not Mm. like oh you know what the steps are but um for me, that means okay. I'm on to something that's a challenge. Mm. Uh, because if, if it's if not feeling, if you feel uncomfortable, then you know it's going to be a challenge, challenge for you, yeah. isn't it? Otherwise, you're in your comfort zone. So that was yeah on the way here on the steps wow. to Luton Station. <laughs> I love that she said, "I know I'm going to get there though," and that's I think inshallah, something. Inshallah, inshallah. No, inshallah. I think that's that's something we should all kind of have. It's we all get this fear when we find a challenge, but I think the people who really are able to be successful in those challenges are those who hold that belief within themselves that mm-hmm. we will get there in the end, and it's fine. Um, it's hard to have, but it's something that's if you do have it, it's a great thing to have. Yeah. I feel like most of the challenges where I have been able to overcome it is when I've had that self-belief. Mm. And when I haven't had that self-belief, that's when things kind of go. So someone right. told me, don't look at the end goal. Mm. Just look at what your next step is. Mm. Then look at what the next step is. That you can see. Yeah. And then eventually the, all the steps will take you to your end goal. Wow. Which is, because it's so easy to look at it and get yeah. overwhelmed. Yeah. And this 100%. is like ranging from students studying to anyone working on their project mm. or etc so I, my advice would be to always look at the next step and that's what i tend to do yeah um, when i when i do get overwhelmed great advice there. yeah Thank i you. just want to say i think it's really important to also be humble about it and not uh, obviously you think of your goal but not be too confident too cocky that you're like okay i'm gonna do it now so be you know that obviously everyone's gonna make mistakes on the way just to not let them dis dishearten you Mm. Okay, Mariam. What about you? When was the last time you did yourself well, to do something great? I think it's, uh, I think I'm a bit like Aisha. I don't really tend to share what my plans are, but I think for me is about prioritizing myself. And I think mm-hmm. I've spoken about that a lot. I think that for me was a huge shift in terms of my confidence. So prioritizing myself, um, really refining the circle that I'm in. Um, I think that has really changed so much for me and has helped me. Uh, achieve a lot of the things that I did last year so I think that is a huge accolade for myself I feel very proud of it because all I can see is just growth um, from there on mashallah we're proud of you Mariam exactly (laughs) (laughs) okay and I guess in line with what Mariam's just said um, what was the point in your life when you started believing in yourself you know what I'm gonna say radio I think I think it looks like yeah I think it's doing this just because I feel like before that i I wasn't I might look like I'm really, really like I t- obviously I talk a lot obviously <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I came to radio I think I really got confident then I can if you I used to talk not make much not make a lot of sense but yeah. now what was the question again sorry I got <laughs> <laughs> when was the point that you started believing in yourself yeah so this with radio I got really confident obviously with all the sisters here you guys made me feel so confident and tell me I'm doing great I'm doing this and you helped me through it mm. so that's the, this is the radio was the point that made me really confident in myself Wow, I love to hear that. Yeah, Aisha, what about you? I I don't know. I go. I know I go through dips, for sure. Um, I think, I I think as a kid, I was always sort of quite 
loud and quite yeah so quite confident and just yeah didn't really care mm. and got on with it and then you know there are times where some you might be put in an uncomfortable situation like when I remember when I first started uni I I just my conf I think on the outside I looked confident but I didn't feel confident at all Relatable. and then you get you sort of get used to it and then you're in clinics and then your confidence go back down mm. and then you get used to being in clinics and stuff and then so it goes up it goes up and down up and I think down. yeah um yeah I was always I mean especially when I first started Muslima I did I was like what am I doing here mm. um and yeah there was a lot a bit a lot of the time I was I had this massive imposter syndrome um but yeah. but yeah you do you you just have to keep at it you just have to keep working and Definitely. do things that um, increase your confidence so Great yeah stuff. it's i couldn't really put a finger on it that's okay um we'll go into it in the second half we'll join you then assalamualaikum when i was born the first words that i had heard were the words of allah being whispered through my ear and as i felt allah's power in my soul that day islam took me in its fold i am a muslim islam Walking in this great big world I gazed in awe at the wonders of Allah And as I learned the cruel lessons of life Islam shone through as my guiding light I am a Muslim, Islam my Islam my Allah my Lord, Allah my Lord His word Quran, His word Quran you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum, everyone, and welcome back to Sister Speak. Um, so, yeah, today our main topic is about bringing our ideas into reality, and we're very lucky to be joined by Dr. Aisha Inger. Um, in the first half of the show, we kind of talked a bit about um, kind of the challenges that we've gone through and uh, how to stop believing in yourself. And so now we're going to be discussing a bit more about our main topic. Um, so, yeah. Um, Dr. Aisha Inga is the founder of the um, Muslim Art app, which um, essentially locates um, female prayer spaces, and it's an app designed with the Muslim in mind. So we will be talking a bit about that. I guess the first question that I wanted to start off with is um, experiences as Muslim women. Um, what are some of the common issues that we face in everyday life? Um, and then kind of leading into how those experiences shaped you to think of an app to solve those problems. If that makes sense. Okay, so where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I think just everything, just sort of simple everyday things from what sort of clothes we wear to having with all that, you know, thinking about the day ahead and when prayer times are and whether your thought is going to last you during the mm. day or not and mm. where you're going to be praying if you're out, if you, you know, if you're not inside somewhere. Mm. Um, and, you know, going to what we were talking about, finding a prayer space and, you know, having to think that far ahead if, you know, to the detail where if if you are out and the, if the 
if, if there is a facility nearby, it does it cater for women. Um, and then things such as, um, well, like during Ramadan, we have our own, we have specific sort of um, warnings for us where if we're on our period, etc. You know, um, not fasting on those days, but making up on another day. Mm-hmm. Um, always, always having to ask those questions of, wait, on my period, can I do this? Can I not do that? Mm-hmm. Etc. So it's it's always. I think every single day and about everything really um yeah. we do have i mean in general we i think when you sort of go about day-to-day things or making decisions we always sometimes think or i try to think most of the time what does islam say in this situation how would i handle this situation mm. but for women i think we have our own specific um um sometimes uh, guidelines or way of that things need to be done or that, mm. you know um even from the way we pray sometimes yeah. um is different from how men pray etc so we do have our own um rulings and um it's about and most of the time you are having to do things that our counterpart males won't do mm, we um, have our own set of challenges that we need yeah. to think about and i think the prayer spaces issue is like such a big one because mm-hmm. how many times have you gone mm-hmm. out and you've been like okay yeah now where do i pray or where do i do or do to pray mm. um you know and it's just it's frustrating because we have things to do in the day as well but sometimes there aren't those prayer spaces available or mm-hmm. sometimes they're not as well known yeah so so i mean i think this is a bit right how you had that idea <laughs> came up. um so i mean I, I i know when i tell you this you're all going to be thinking of a s- scenario mm. where you're, you're like i was just in that position or mm. so i was in ilford which is um northeast london it's, it's a demographic i think made up of similar people that live in luton mm-hmm. predominantly muslim predominantly asian mm-hmm. um and i was looking for a place to pray and i used to go to college there so i was aware that there were mosques nearby mm. and i remember thinking um it was Asr was about to end yeah um i remember thinking i know there is a mosque nearby but even if and i just couldn't remember where it was yeah. and i remember thinking even if i do end up finding it there's no guarantee that i can go and pray there mm. because not all mosques as we know have ladies facilities yeah and and i was like okay wait let me see if i can like figure out how long it's going to take for me to go home how long it's going to take mom to finish and stuff do i have time to do with all and i just remember thinking this shouldn't be hard i just want to pray um and islam for me isn't about you know is it about being and making your life difficult makes it easy and i think the light bulb moment just came where i was like come on let's just make an app that just shows nearby mosques and then show whether it has ladies facilities or not and in one tap it can be answered um that you'll you'll answer question of where um where can like, finding a place to pray is answered yeah. in just one tap and then i remember thinking there's also hospitals that have prayer rooms yes. and shopping centers that have prayer rooms um or museums and i thought well we conclude that too mm. and i put in an app and then that was how the first initial rough draft version of muslim world came about mm. and then like the more i thought about it i just thought this is so much more of an issue for female than it's for men mm. in the sense of men can pray outside firstly mosques are open to men anyways uh, so they don't have that initial they don't have that extra burden of finding out identifying whether it is open for them or not yeah and then also even if they can't find somewhere to pray they can pray outside Mm. but we would be so i I didn't even have to do do a questionnaire to find out how much of an issue it was because i just knew from my experience but i did anyways um and you know i think 98 percent of people said they wouldn't pray outside because of um being at the brunt of islamophobia and that's the fear of that but also that's happened to them so i was like this is more of an issue for women than it is for men Mm. and then i thought what else do we sort of have to balance that our counterparts don't and Mm. things like 
just even shopping and you find you think you find the perfect maxi dress but then you might realize it's got a massive slit and you're like <laughs> oh my god after all of that searching yeah from that to um during the month of ramadan where you've missed fast and you're yeah. gonna make up for them um so i just thought and then i looked did my research and i thought there's no app out there there's thousands of islamic apps but not one caters for mm. our needs yeah. and that was i was like okay I'm making it. Wow. <laughs> and I think because I knew how much it would help me. Yeah. And then I didn't even have to kn- like, do any research, but I did as well, as I was saying. Yeah. Um, to I just know it would ben- benefit so many uh, people like us. Because yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one who yeah. goes out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm the only one who's like cuts the, the, short, the trip short to go back to pray yeah, um, yeah. or miss the prayer which obviously it's just so, so it's, sad yeah. Yeah. it's so not something we want to do it's not something anyway. we want to do we feel bad yeah. you know and it's it, yeah so I just and I knew I'd be helping people in that way and so even though I didn't know who made apps mm. what they were called mm. what degree it was I can't believe how <laughs> like it's so obvious now but at that time when I had the idea it wasn't like tech wasn't really well yeah, known yeah. Um, and yeah but I was I was sort of determined because i was like i don't I, is this going to help me yeah it's going to help others so that's what um i just i remember one of the more i thought about it, i thought it should be easy to fit life around faith with just a tap on your smartphone which is what um our motto is mm. um and that's our vision yeah and the aim of the of, of muslima you guys as the target market of muslima what do you guys think about that <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's really good and i think i really appreciate how you thought of the idea that will help you and I feel like other guests that we've had on the show as well have said the same thing that when they created the initiatives or they created the organisation they themselves were the first person to um, you know face that problem and therefore they that was informed by how they would go on with the organisation so I think that's something that I can really resonate with um, in terms of the issue of trying to access a, a space to pray I think I just go to um, shopping malls and I just pretend that I'm going to buy clothes mm-hmm. but I'm really not and <laughs> but I just sometimes pray. they pay music that's yeah. the issue and, and you get annoyed and you're like well it's not really their fault they don't know I'm praying yeah. yeah so to me that does occur to me but then it does occur to me because I'm like at least I've got somewhere to pray I actually yeah, don't think true. about it's it true. I just think at least I'm praying somewhere and at least I'm getting yeah. the job done but it's it does know, affect your concentration it does affect your yeah. concentration it does feel a bit Haram, I don't know it for me it just feels like you're kind of portraying something you're not you're taking clothes you know you're not exactly not going to even try it on but then you have to fulfill your needs so it's just it you're does, making the best of the situation. Yeah, it doesn't feel yeah. very right as well because mm. you're because you're creating well work for the, actually the person that's going to have to put those clothes back mm. on the rails. Mm. So to me, it's just like I don't really have a choice to do this, but you know, with this you app, to, yeah. at least I can locate myself because just like you, when I whenever I travel, I message my friends that I'm from London. Okay, where can I pray? Can you tell it's me? It's such I can pray? a mission. Even when you're, I remember when we were. Um, this is when I had the idea and I told a few friends. When it was Ramadan, we were thinking of where to go for iftar, and then you, but you also have to pray Maghrib, and you, do, you know. Yeah, and they were just like, "When is your app gonna happen?" <laughs> so we can just type in the place yeah. of where we're gonna go, and it would show us places. It's I'm like, Inshallah. I was like, Inshallah. I'm giving myself a hard time as well about it, but it's and it's and it's true. And I've had not just female friends. I remember, so there was this. Um, um, a guy who just got married mm. and he's like I didn't realise how difficult it was like yeah. we were out in the city somewhere we had to end up paying the, uh, praying in the car park and I was like oh did you think of Muslim and he goes yes Aisha why isn't it available and I'm like hey sorry but he's like I didn't realise until he was married with he was his wife married. and yeah and, to share that experience yeah, and it just her. but I, I mean we get reviews and messages from people saying 
you know, we just typed it in and that whole palaver of having to go on Google, having to search or yeah. whatever. And then you find out, oh, wait, there's somewhere nearby and yeah. all that. It just makes planning easier. So like, much easier. So even the safety aspect as well, because you don't even know if, even if you find a place, you don't know how safe that area yeah. is because you haven't really researched beforehand if that area is safe. Yeah. So we, so a lot, sometimes you can go to the place and it's closed. So we also have opening times of oh, the place as well. Yeah. And then um, with reviews as well, people have reviewed um, that prayer area. space so you yeah. can see um, That's amazing. what the... Um, yeah, no, it's just from my thinking, it's about accessibility, more information. Mm, you can go there. I've, I've been to a mosque and it wasn't open and I was like oh well that's a wasted journey and yeah. you know mm. but, but yeah have, it's great that you've got the opening times on there because I feel like that's also such a common experience you go and you realise they're closed or they don't mm-hmm. offer spaces for women um, I know you said that you didn't even know where to start in terms yeah. of what who the app developers are where to go do you want to talk to us a bit about how that journey kind of started mm-hmm. and how you were really able to push it through up until this point so I'm honestly I'm going to tell you the story and you're going to laugh <laughs> because but this is where I think Dua's um um played a massive part mm. i just i think i did i i made dua and it's you're gonna laugh it's um it was a family friend mm. uh, they'd come from abroad mm. i um had to just go and see them and um you know just pay my respect and then yeah. they were just i was making dua for a while um and I would just talk to the uncle and then he's like, oh, my son makes apps. And I'm like, what? Tell me more about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yeah. And then I spoke to him and then I was like, what? Like the simplest, stupid questions. Like, what is it called? Who makes apps? And yeah. so he, by chance, opened, um, I went there to meet the uncle and just, you know, say, just say hello that he'd come yeah. from another country. And from there, he was able to um, give me more information. Yeah. I put, yeah. And that's how that's how it started, that's and that's amazing. how it's, yeah. No, I didn't have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what to type on Google because you know you just put everything on Google sometimes that yeah. gives you an answer. And it was, it was. I remember making dua when I was went to visit my sister in Bulgaria, mm. and I yeah, I think it must have been pure intentions. I, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say because I couldn't have blind it. I didn't want to go. I was yeah. like, oh, mum, tired. Yeah, I got uni the next day, and she said, no, that's you know. She, the elders you've yeah. got respect you know and yeah no i think that's that is literally how it happened i mean i would say now yeah linkedin and, Go- and google and mm. things like that are sort of your bet that you can do so much um even like instagram for example you can do yeah. so much with reaching out to people um i didn't know who to reach out to, mm. <laughs> to in order to but yeah um, yeah. yeah with every everything you do every project anything always just make dua and this yeah. does make it easy he definitely made it easy for me yeah uh, yeah that's amazing to hear and it's amazing to hear that um your story kind of started off with a personal connection almost mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what a lot of us over like we don't usually see it the connections that we have in front of us and the people mm-hmm. that we have in front of yeah. us so we always kind of go to think to the next step like we need to try and make these things but you might already have those connections available around you you mm-hmm. just need to utilize them right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mariam always talks about the importance of networking as well so like you said linkedin and things like that and yeah. going to different events mm-hmm. um and meeting people and talking to them yeah. about your idea i guess would help you get started in that yeah. sense right it's tr- it's tr- i did i hate networking i didn't know how it worked <laughs> i thought it's a script that one has to follow i didn't know any of it and then you just i think everybody thinks you have to go to these events and like get a result mm. or get you know and it's not about that it's just about being yourself mm, and yeah. there may be someone who resonates with what you're saying or is able to help you mm. and there may not be but it's fine the benefit is that you've got your word out there they mm. know what you're doing so a lot of the times i felt quite out of joint at place being there and especially as 
most sometimes I'd be the only hijabi mm. there and it normally that stuff wouldn't get to me but I did feel it a bit and um but then I real when I realized I was putting too much pressure on myself and you're once you just talk about what it is that you're doing mm. and you know it, it there are results and sometimes I've had people who I wouldn't thought who'd come out and help me come and reach out yeah. yeah so just you know you don't know who's going to be there don't put pressure on yourself mm. just be there to get the connection and it might they might not be able to help you there and then but they may help you later or they may come to you for something else yeah yeah that's a good mindset to go into things with there's nothing i wanted to add because it just uh, i went to a launch muslim in public policy launch Mm -hmm. um on monday yeah it was on monday and the the founder his name is irfan he said exact same thing so he faced a problem in terms of um having the lack of access to people to help him to get into local government so this organizations to help people um in terms of trying to get into policy but in other areas as well for for example finance and his backstory was that he literally messaged someone on linkedin that was similar background he had no idea who this person was and they both start to talk and they both face the same problem and then now they launch an organization which aims to help build a network in this area in terms of civil service in terms of local government um and to have outreach activities so it really is all about IGN and just connecting with people and you resonate. Mm-hmm. And again, it's about intention. So your intention is to help the Muslim community, to help people mm-hmm. and Allah will facilitate you. And I think it's about not giving yourself this trajectory that you have to achieve a certain milestone. You kind of have to allow it to kind of pan out mm-hmm. and to be flexible. Yes, you know yeah. your end goal, but you don't know which direction it's going to take and you have to be quite open to yeah. that and adaptable. Yeah, when I first made Muslim, I was just going to be a praise-based locator. Mm. And now, you know, we have, and prayer times of local mosque and in Ramadan we'll have the Ramadan timetable we have after each salah the athkar you pray after each salah mm-hmm. anything I thought we do that I think we can just that could make make it easier for us to always continuously practice Islam mm-hmm. you know that's what goes on the app mm-hmm. and so it went from sort of a one sort of single function to a multi-function app and mm-hmm. what I want Muslim to be and I, I go to sort of inshallah utopia is for all like our needs Muslim women needs on mm. one app mm. if, if you want to be a Muslim you just gotta download Muslim like I what I want is my daughter inshallah one day inshallah. to be like the first app well, okay on a side note I just want to say because it's one of the most like the most um, wholesome email we ever got it's from a 13 year old little girl mm. meaning Muslim as we call her mm. and she's I love her she just emailed us with I don't even know how you even know how to email a company <laughs> and um, she emailed us like a te- like a list of all these suggestions that she oh. wanted for Muslim she goes and then she ends it with something along the lines of thank you for making Muslim um, it makes me feel like a Muslim at the age oh. of 13 wow and I was just like crying oh. I was like this is just it was so you don't know you don't know where your work is um you know um where how far reaching, it got yeah. yeah how far it um the reaches and how much it helped someone at 13 you're you're just figuring out who you are mm. you're trying not to like give give, give into peer pressure you know you're trying to feel accepted mm. and i think try, like be, being into religion and stuff is not even seen as as cool really mm. at that age and i don't i just for her to feel like she felt like a Muslim using yeah. Muslim art. Um, I don't know, it's just, Alhamdulillah, I just remember thinking, okay, we're doing something good here. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a founder and as a creator of something that's actually having an impact, I mean, how did that yeah. make you feel? What was that feeling like? I th- It brought me sort of back to, like, it made me realise why I was doing this. Mm. And, um, and I, I mean, when you're so into it, and, and you know, you I... 
on the surface it looks like it may look like you know i've got this under control and mm. believe you me i don't i'm replying to emails at like midnight and <laughs> checking over social media posts at 5am it's it's you know but you just so you forget why you're doing it you forget mm. are you making that impact are you having that effect are people um you know reading the thakar after each salah um that you know it's a good reminder or are they still forgetting etc um and it was just it would just brought me back to this is why i'm doing it mm. this is you know this is a, this was the aim of it yeah. and to continue you know every, the whole stressing about replying to emails or yeah. looking over our post or freaking out about the design of the app yeah. it's all worth it because yeah. um it was able to make someone feel like that i didn't think that's what i mean i i want muslim to make it easier for people for us to balance to balance faith yeah. um and life yeah but I didn't think we were like, wow, someone felt like a Muslim. This was this, yeah. That That's was amazing. that was more than I could have wished, and yeah. so humble, really. Mashallah, and, and yeah. for what the app has achieved, and you know the actual impact that it's having. Um, and to be someone who started all of that is like it's an amazing thing. And I you told you, don't pr- like confidence. I know, but I just I need to <laughs> say so it. You, you should be. It's inspiring yeah. as a person who's kind of a few years behind from where you are at this point you're the type of impact you're having is also the type of impact that many of us want to have oh, and so you do you do act that as inspiration that, should i tell you what i was doing when i was in my when i was in physics uh, a level mock I just, it's so sad um this, this is what i was doing um i was like do you know so you know units and stuff like you have jewels whatever yeah, and you yeah. have newton right yeah. and i thought this guy newton <laughs> He didn't know that, like, many years later, like, hundreds or thousands of school children are going to be writing his surname, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, and I've just thought, he didn't think about his name and making a name or whatever. Mm. He just went and did his own thing, yeah. benefited um, society, yeah. and everything. sort of, many years later, we recognised that, and we're... Um, Learning about and, him Yeah, and, and writing his surname, yeah, for instance. Yeah. And I thought, that's just... And I remember thinking, I want to be able to have that same impact. Mm. And even when I started Muslim, I didn't want anyone to know it was me mm. until I met the Queen and then my picture was everywhere and I thought, great, this is just no <laughs> hiding from this. Um, and I think that's... It's all about... It's that, it's, that's all it's about. It's about, um, the you know, my the noise, the work um, we're creating... Um, helping or benefiting people people exactly um it's all about that intention and and i think you know there are loads of young people out there who do want to have that type of impact um in terms of bringing an idea into reality though i'm sure a team is really really important to have Mm -hmm. and to help um you know i'm sure there's a lovely team at muslima that helped uh, the app you know run every single day um what advice would you give to young people out there who are looking for a team what should they be looking for Mm -hmm. and also how do you find your people so for me, um, our initial sort of team circle was anyone who had reached out to me and was like, I want to get involved. Mm. Um, I, you know, love what you're doing. Let me know yeah. if I can support you, etc. And I think when we sort of had our first, like, sort of um, project, I reached out to those people. Um, and I reached out to, to people who I thought might be interested in helping just because of what their vibe is. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, and then we did sort of, I did sort of publicise it and say, you know, who wants to get involved? This is what we're doing. Um, we're making the first app for Muslim women. This is our story. If this is something that resonates with you and you'd like to participate. Um, this is how you can join. And that's mm. how we had our first team. And then okay. you and then you attract people who yeah. want to get involved in that. And that's how we've um, that's how we first managed um, to to have an initial team and then start growing. Um, I would. It's difficult 
always I look at whether you can offer you know you have to look at what they bring to the table mm. and I mean it, is there's no point of having someone on the team but they can't really do anything mm-hmm. um, so I would say you know look at what you would want and see what they offer and if it's a match Bring then yeah otherwise it just they'll be on the team but they won't be doing anything and then mm-hmm. but maybe later down the line they'd be a good fit okay, okay. So, ask one final question if that's okay yeah. just how do you balance doing your extra pro- projects and your work life because yeah. I think that's a lot of questions <laughs> that a, a lot of us want question, to, yeah. a lot of us would want to know um, so now recently alhamdulillah I one of the big things that I've wanted to do for ages mm. is to start my day early um, mm. I I the days where I start wake up a fudger but to start your day early you need to sleep early the yeah, night before definitely. so sleep early after um, Isha and then um, wake up a fudger stay awake and that time where after fudger is um, the time filled with barakah as well mm-hmm. and you feel it and you're just more focused no one's messaging your whatsapp and no one's like messaging for you to reply to mm. so um, that's one that that was a big change that I saw come through. Okay. I was able to do like any stuff that I need to do beforehand, and then yeah. go to work, and then you're pretty much focused at work. Mm. Um, looking after yourself, so eating well. Um, what sort of foods you eat affects your energy levels, okay. and sees whether you can get through the day or not. Yeah. Um, and then time management. I am old school. I have a diary, um, and I write down things and plan ahead and. Mm. Um, and that that was, and then once it's written down, you're organised. You know when you're doing what. You don't have to yeah. worry about it. Um, so those were probably my three sort of top tips. Three top tips. Yeah, and we've really just had a message in from a sister, Sister Husna. She says she's just downloaded the app. So Jazakallah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jazakallah, Husna. Oh, Hope um, you find it useful, Inshallah. Inshallah. So yeah, that's those are some great tips. Um, I think you know implementing it is the hard part, but Inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We can implement them in. Um, so you talked about having a trusting team. Um, I think another big kind of barrier for people to get their ideas off the ground is also funding mm-hmm. um so what advice would you give to young people out there who have this idea but they they have you know the big issue which is money mm-hmm. um, so i at my university if you're at university i think now entrepreneurship is something that's talked about a lot mm. um so i think maybe that year or the year before our uni's entrepreneur institute mm-hmm. um was they they just started i think um, around that time mm. and they had um, a few competitions and I applied okay. for one and then managed to win that I don't mm. know how um, but okay okay I shouldn't say that yeah. but um, <laughs> and yeah alhamdulillah that sort of kick-started okay. our pot and then there's a lot of um, so I would say there are lots of um, grants um, mm. available out there there's a, I mean if you just were to type in like entrepreneurship um i think the um it's called enterprise nation i think Mm -hmm. they're great at starting um if you're starting a business um how to go about it Mm. um look at so you look at your universities like business school or entrepreneurship um they may offer some um i there's but there's also other ways of funding um so there's um like different fundraising rounds that you can apply for right. like invest in um um uh, inv- like pitching competitions there's the mayor's competition there's a lot yeah it does it's 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 an art you do have to you put you have to put in a lot of effort, effort. into mm-hmm. your message what your brand your, your product is about mm-hmm. um 
And, you know, sometimes if it is sort of a social cause, you can also fundraise as well and yeah. say this is what it's going towards. So there's multiple different avenues Yeah, there, there, there are. Um, I was told to do that and I was like so nervous and shy. And then <laughs> now, you know, in my perspective's changed a bit. Yeah. So there, there are multiple avenues, avenues. yeah. Exactly. Um, so don't let it be a barrier to you bringing your idea into reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, that is the end of oh, our wow, show. So One hour goes so fast. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Aisling, uh, founder of Miss Amar app. Um, thank you so much for joining us um so much to learn from today's show and inshallah all those young entrepreneurs out there will have some advice to take home um, and we'll be back next week with a good show so thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton